all the desire. Oh, oh. I just want it so bad. Oh, you know. Amazing. And it just seems so real. It's right there. Just want to reach out and touch it. For what all disappears. Sometimes it feels like everything is passing me by. Every now and then it feels like my ship has gone and sailed away. But I, I gotta be strong.
You can also listen online. Uh, you can uh, listen through our chat room. You can always type comments there. Uh, you do have to be a registered follower of the show. Uh, but that process is very simple and very uh, easy for you to do, and we encourage you to do that. And as uh, a friend of mine says on, on Facebook all the time, tag a friend and tell a friend. Um, so encourage other people uh, that you know to tune into the show as well. Um, I'm going to do something that we haven't done so far, uh, before I get into today's message, um, and that is, uh, I'm going to talk about our trend, trash can concept that we normally do um, on Mondays, and that is we simply want you guys to find the trash can that you use um, or use often and move that trash can to a different location. And see how many times you revisit its old location. And we want you to do that because we want you to think about how often we get caught up in routines and habits. And we do things just because we're used to doing them. Not because they're right or wrong, but we're just so used to doing them. I'm going to turn it over to Tammy to read our uh, episode uh, description here, and then we'll hop right into the message, and we'll let you guys be on your way. Tammy, are you there? I'm here. Good morning. Good morning. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. How are you doing? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. I almost missed it. I thought I woke up too late. It was uh, 7.49, and I thought, oh, gosh, I missed it because I was thinking 8 and 7. <laughs> um of course, so I'm glad I didn't. Okay, well, anyway, it's your time to go back home is the title for today. Why are you afraid to go back home? Do you fear judgment? Are you worried about what will be said because of what you have done? Sometimes we don't do as we should or we commit to a lifestyle that is shameful and embarrassing. As we take on this life that is outside of our Father's will, we we feel we are no longer worthy to be connected to him or even be called his child. Therefore, we stay away for fear of facing our harsh reality. When we know we have messed up, we believe it is easier and better for us to just stay away and deal with the consequences on our own on our own rather than repenting and returning to our father. The prodigal son was guilty of the same thing, but he learned valuable lessons in forgiveness and redemption when he made a decision to return to his father's house. Dying to live, Butterfly Evolution wants to encourage everyone to return home because the outcome may not be what you expected. Back to you, Rodney. As we get into this this message, I want uh, all of us should think about what keeps us away from our Father, or why is there 
a gap in our relationship? What is it that makes us feel unworthy? What is what is it that keeps us bound and afraid to go back? Why are we afraid to face him? Why are we afraid to talk to him? Why do we think he has given up on us? Today's scripture is coming from Luke, the 15th chapter, the 11th verse through the 32nd verse. And it says, and he said, a certain man had two sons, and this is Jesus talking. And the younger of them said to his father, Father, give me the portion of goods that falleth to me. And he divided it unto them his living. So the father had two sons. The youngest one went to the father, and he asked for what was his. He said, give me the portion of goods that falleth to me. So what is coming to me, can I have it now? Give it to me. And the father wasn't just going to give it to him without giving it to his brother too. So he divided it amongst them. So keep that in mind. He went and he asked his father for what was coming to him anyway. Verse 13, And not many days after the younger son gathered all together and took his journey into a far country and there wasted his substance with riotous living and the word riotous um, the word riotous means disorderly, chaotic, and loud. So he asked his father for what was for his blessing. And the father gave it to him and his brother. And it didn't take him long to travel far away to a whole other country. And then he wasted all of it. Living this wild life. Wasted everything that his father gave him. And then verse 14, and when he had spent all, he had nothing left. He spent all. There arose a mighty famine in the land. And the word famine means that there's a scarcity of food. Notice it says, in that land. So it wasn't in the land where he where he left or where he came from. But this new place, after he has lost everything that he had, now there's no food in this land. And it says, and he began to be in want. So where he was with his father, everything was fine. He asked for his blessing. And then he went and he wasted it. And now he's in this faraway land with nothing. In verse 15, and he went and joined himself to a citizen of that country. And he sent him into his fields to feed swine. 
So now he goes from being with his father, who clearly had an abundance, to now all of a sudden he's feeding pigs. In verse 16, and he would fain have filled his belly with the husk that the swine did eat, and no man gave unto him. So the word fame means to be pleased or willing under the circumstances. And husks are dry outer coverings of fruits or seeds. So he here he is doing what he has to do to survive. It wasn't that he necessarily wanted this lifestyle, but he had no choice because of the circumstances. So here he is feeding pigs, but now he's reduced to even eating what the pigs eat or ate. But then verse 17 says, and when he came to himself, he said, how many servants of my father's have bread enough and to spare, and I perish with hunger? So it dawned on him while he's out there in this country, while he's out there, it dawned, it, it dawned on him. It didn't say God did anything. It said he came to himself and he thought about it. He thought about how his father's servants were living. And how they were living better than he was. So he made a decision. He said, I will arise and go to my father and will say unto him, Father, I have sinned against thee and before thee and am no more worthy to be called thy son. Make me as one of thy hired servants. Keep in mind, He had nothing left, and he was in a different country far away. So how did he get back? Think about that. (laughs) But verse 20 says, And he arose and came to his father, but when he was yet a great way off, his father saw him. And had compassion And ran And fell on his neck And kissed him This was Clearly not the reaction He was expecting And that's Clearly stated By what's before and what's after And that's where we have to learn the same lesson. If you are that person who's in a place where you are afraid to admit that you messed up, come to your senses just like he did because you never know the response may be compassion, And love 
And, and it says that his father saw him afar off. So before he he could get all the way home, before he could before he could get there, his father saw him, and his father ran to him. He ran to him. He wouldn't even let him get all the way home. He was so happy to see him. He wasn't angry. He wasn't mad. He said he had compassion. And while he, he, he was running, he even fell. And it says he kissed him. And the son repeated exactly what he had said when he was still out there with the pigs. And the son said unto him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and in thy sight, and I'm no more worthy to be called thy son. The father never said that. This is what the son had already determined in his mind. The father never said that. But the son knew what the son had had done. And in his mind, when you, when you do things like that, you are no more or no longer worthy. But the father never said that. The son made that determination in his mind. So what did he do? The same thing we do. We imprison ourselves because of the decisions that we make. God never said that he did. In fact, in Isaiah, the 55th chapter, Verses 8 and 9 It says For my thoughts are not your thoughts Neither are your ways My ways Saith the Lord For as the heavens are higher than the earth So are my ways Higher than your ways And my thoughts Than your thoughts Stop giving yourself Labels That God didn't give to you God knows that you that you sin. God knows what you've done. He knows. But don't imprison yourself. Stop trying to think for God. Because what you think he might be thinking or what you think he might Want to do The results Just might be different And Goes on in verse 22 It says but the father said to his servants So the son said I'm not worthy to be called your son The father looked to his servants And said Bring forth the best robe And put it on him not just any robe, but bring the best one and put a ring on his hand and shoes on his feet and bring hither the fatted calf and kill it and let us eat and be merry. <clears throat> that was what the father said. The son said he wasn't worthy. The father went out of his way to celebrate and here's why. The son was looking at what he did, how he asked for his blessing 
father gave it to him, he went and lost it all. That's what the son was focusing on. But verse 24 tells you what the father was focused on and why he was so happy. He said, for this my son was dead and is alive again. He was lost and is found, and they began to be married. We focus on the sin or the actions. But just like in the story of David being anointed king, it talked about how God looks at the heart. We are going to do things that are going to be wrong. We are going to commit acts that are going to be out of the will of God. However, are you going to learn from it? Are you going to repent? We we remember the song, we fall down, but we get up. Well, the sun fell down. That's the place that he was in. But he had sense enough to get back up. He had sense enough to go back home and say, I messed up. And him willing to be a servant shows Humility He didn't go home like his dad Owed him something like hey I messed up Hey I blow my money I need more money That's not how he went home He went home With humility And the only thing his dad cared about Was the fact that he was dead And is alive again He was lost Now he's found now, a couple things that you can think about here. Did his father know that this would happen? Maybe. Scripture doesn't say. Did his father know that he would be back? Maybe. The scripture doesn't say. Sure. What it does say is there's a lesson in forgiveness here and redemption. A lot of times we think that what we have done is so bad that we'll never get back to where we were. God never hey, said Rodney, that. I have a question for yes. you. This is Tammy. Yes, ma'am. Why do you think it's so hard, so difficult for people to forgive themselves? And do you think that maybe that's why it's so difficult for people to forgive others as well? Because they they don't forgive themselves easily. Tammy, I think it it is because people... um, 
focus on the human aspect of things rather than the godly aspect, meaning there are a lot of things that have been twisted um, from the Bible. There are a lot of things that have been twisted. And so we focus on man and what man is going to say, how man would react, how man would treat us. And when we do that, we think, oh, my God, there's no forgiveness for this. Oh, my God, I can never bounce back. Because that's how man treats us. And so when we do certain things, we I don't think we feel like we can come back because we know that man will never let us come back. And as much as we like to say or think that we focus on God, I think a lot of times we focus on man. Here's an example. Michael Vick got in trouble, I don't know how many years ago now, for killing dogs, right? Mm -hmm. Michael Vick was suspended when that story first broke. He was suspended. Then he went to court. He was suspended from the NFL. Then he went to trial. He was sentenced to two years in prison. He came back. He got out of prison. And he was suspended again by the NFL. But then Michael Vick did all of this community service. He has donated all of this money. He has been working to pay for what he did. He he served his time in prison. He has paid money. He has been suspended uh, from the NFL. He's gone through all of this. And there are people who are still mad, and they claim they will always be mad that Michael Vick did that. Mm. Now, Michael Vick could do one or two things. He could either live under that oppression, or he could forgive himself and walk, walk away. But I think a lot of times, because we know society is not going to let us come back, we imprison ourselves because of what we've done. Instead of saying, you know what, I did what I did. And go to God and ask God for forgiveness. And if you think about it, the son, the son said two things when he, when he, when he apologized. He said, I sinned against heaven and in front of you. And when when the when he did that though, notice it didn't say that he he went to anybody else, he went to his father. And that's where we mess up. We don't go to God. We 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 look for Forgiveness, or we look for redemption from 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 man, and it's just not going to happen. Because if you keep reading, uh, when they were having this celebration, his brother heard all of it, so he went in and asked what happened. He asked what was going on, 
And when they, when he found out that they were doing this for his brother, he was upset. Because he didn't think the same way that his father thought. His father was just happy that the brother that came to his senses. But the brother was like, you never did this for me. <clears throat> he was like, excuse me, he was like, but I never messed up. But that's the difference between our brothers and our father. God is happy. God is, God is, God is happy when we come to our senses, when we learn from our mistakes. When our heart is right, that's what God cares about. His brother was mad because he's like, he went out here and did all of this. You gave him his blessings. He went out here and lost everything, and now you're having a party because he's back. See, it made no sense to his brother. Made no sense whatsoever. But that's but that that's where Isaiah fifty five eight nine comes in, and that's where God talks about his thoughts and our thoughts are not the same. His ways and our ways are not the same. His thoughts and his ways are much higher than ours because the way that God thinks is not the way that we think. The things that we get mad over, God is not mad about them. The, 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 where we think that people are wrong, God might think that they're right. Where we focus on the sinful act, God focuses on your repentance. Because your repentance is greater than your sin. And those are the things that God focuses on. That's why even in Matthew, when it talks about people um, speaking in tongues and performing all these wonderful works and, and doing all these great things, and when it comes to Judgment Day, God is going to say, I never knew you. Get away from me, you workers of iniquity. But see, in our mind. We're about to head to church this morning to 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 uh, fellowship or to worship or whatever whatever we do, and that person who is preaching, man, they have got to have it right with God because man, they can preach so well. Man, this person has to be going to heaven because they can lay hands on the sick and those people will recover. But that's not what the Bible says. Because we don't know where people's heart is or where they stand with God. Think about James, the third chapter, the second verse. It says, in many things, we offend all. If any man offend not in word, the same is a perfect man and able also to bridle the whole body. But what does man say? Nobody's perfect. And those are the things that we focus on. And so I think that is why 
we stay in bondage or stay in it for so long because we cannot understand how anyone would forgive us for the things that we've done, not even God. And I think that is because we've made man God. We've made the pastor God. We've made our husband or our wife or our children God. We've made our boss God. And so we get the two confused. But we have to learn to be like the prodigal son and come to our senses and say, you know what? I don't have to live like this. Here here he was living worse than his father's servants. And he said, wait a minute. I can I don't I, I don't have to go back home and, and and be in my same place. I don't have to go back home and live like my father's son. I can go back home and be one of the servants and live better than I'm living now. And he was willing to accept that because he was willing to accept the consequences for his wrong. He said, I don't, I don't have to be out here eating the same thing that the pig did. I don't have to live like this. But how many of us have too much pride, Tammy? To admit that we messed up and go back and ask for forgiveness. And with that humility, because I've never—I don't think I've ever heard it quite put that way. So that was—that was—that was good for me to go back and, you know, I've heard it, but not thought about it in the sense of of his returning, saying, you know, I'll be okay with being a servant, you know. So that—that—that that, that was awesome. Just to be home, you know, just to be with my father and my family. Mm-hmm. And I and I. I think that um, when we when we realize that, Tammy, we'll go back and we'll repent and go back and get a result that we are not expecting. And I'm going to go back to Michael Vick for just a second. The NFL... Again, suspended him. Then he went to prison for two years. When he got out of prison, they suspended him again when he got out of prison. Suspended him. Not only that, he did his community service. This is after his prison sentence. Did community service, donated all of his money, paid all of these fines. People still wouldn't forgive him, right, Tammy? Right. Still mad at But here's what happened. His second, I think it was his second year back or third year back. They gave him a, the Philadelphia Eagles gave him a $100 million contract. 
He had one in Atlanta before before all this happened. He fell down. That man apologized, and he did everything he could. And even though people acted like the prodigal son, brother, mad that he got another chance. An organization soft. Ronnie, how many how many people how many um, of those people do you think are good old fashioned religious people who believe in redemption um, and all that good stuff? What percentage would you think? Just uh, just a question to put out there, you know. Who 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 have heard? You know, and probably live on the product, the return of the prodigal son. But that's that's a good good question. You know, how many people do you allow to return? Do you open your heart up and forgive? You mentioned about the people going to church this morning. What unforgiveness are you taking to church with you? Not just for for people, for yourself as well. Brian. Tammy, can you hear me? Tammy? I don't know what is wrong with my phone. Is she still up there? Ronnie, did I get disconnected? Uh, no. I'll... Oh my goodness! <laughs> I don't know what happened. It just—it I don't know. Maybe I asked we, the wrong question, both, huh? <laughs> we, we both—we I didn't even get to hear your question. We both got disconnected. That's all right. What was, what, what was your question? Oh <laughs> wow. Okay. Let's see. Where did I? Did you hear any of it? I didn't hear any of it. Okay. Right when you I, said, I, I, you have a question. They cut off. <laughs> okay. My question <laughs> was: How many of those? How many of those people that just will not allow Michael Vick to return home? How many of those people, or what percentage do you think are of those people, are some good old-fashioned religious people who have been taught about and support the prodigal son's return in the Bible at church? You know, basically, how many do you think are those good old religious people? And then I said, secondly, you mentioned about the church people going to church this morning. How how many of you? Going church goers and nothing nothing wrong with going to church. I wish I had one to go to this morning. I'm looking for one. But how many of you are going with unforgiveness in your heart towards someone or yourself? So I just threw those questions out there for our listeners. <laughs> oh man. Uh so the um your first question, Tammy. I'm gonna I'm gonna go with about ninety five percent of those people are religious wow. or Christians. Here's why I say that. Because when I think of religious or Christian, I think of anybody who's not atheist. Because what I've learned is there are a lot of people who say that they are Christians. Now they they are different religions, but like if you like if you were to go go to the, the, the grocery store right now and you ask people, hey, are you a Christian? 
I guarantee you at least 95% of them would say yes. Uh, now, they may tell you they are Catholic. They may tell you that they are Muslim. They may tell you, uh, you know, they're Baptist. They may, they may tell you, like, different religions. But uh, there are a lot of people who go in the name of religious or Christian. Very few people say that they are atheists. Uh, but I think that population is larger than than what we may know. So I'm going to go with 95%. The problem is, Tammy, um, Tamari and I were talking about this the other day. People have a problem with something as long as it is not them or as long as it doesn't affect them. Now, when it is them, then they have all of these excuses and justifications. For example, if you think about um, the story, I think it was Mary Magdalene, when they when they took the woman to Jesus and, and they wanted to stone her to death. And Jesus looked at him and said, well, whoever is without sin, cast the first stone. And when he looked up again, everybody had scattered. Because not one of us can say that that we are. And another problem is we get into weighing sin. Well, yeah, yeah, I do wrong, but I would never do anything that bad. Who cares? There is no weight. God isn't weighing sin. He doesn't say this is worse than this, so, you know, this person is going to heaven and this person. He didn't say that. The Bible says the wages of sin is death. It doesn't say the weight of sin determines anything. It says the wages of sin. Then start specifying. But that's what that's what we do, and that's why people are okay with uh not forgiving Michael Vick because in their mind, well, I've never done anything that bad, but you've done something. And I feel sorry for anybody who sits in judgment of another individual. I don't care what they did. I feel bad. I feel sorry for them because the Bible says that the same way that you judge somebody else, you won't be judged. So we need to we need to learn how to forgive people. We need to learn how to let things go. Because if we don't, God isn't gonna let what we've done go. Uh I don't know how many of you guys remember the story in the Bible about the man who who was in debt and I think it was the king or whoever he was indebted to, waived his debt. said, okay, no problem. But then he went and found the person who owed him money and didn't show that man the same mercy. See, it was, it, it, it was, it, it was okay for him to mistreat that man because he owed him money, but he was begging for mercy on the other end. 
but then didn't show the same mercy. Because that's how that's how we do. We want to be forgiven, but we don't want to forgive. It don't work that way. Your second question, uh, Tammy, when you talk about people going to uh, churches more with unforgiveness in their heart, I would encourage anyone uh, who is doing that to read Matthew, the fifth chapter, starting with the 22nd verse. And it says, But I say unto you that whosoever is angry with his brother without a cause shall be in danger of the judgment And whosoever shall say to his brother Raka shall be in danger of the council But whosoever shall say Thou fool Shall be in danger of hell fire Therefore if thou bring Thy gift to the altar And there rememberest That thy brother hath ought against thee Leave there thy gift before the altar And go thy way First be reconciled to thy brother And then come and offer that gift So before you even <laughs> Before you even give In church The Bible says If there is Something If there is grief between you And somebody else Before you even give your gift in church Go and get it right with that person So stop giving in church knowing your heart is not right. Not because I said so, but it's in the Bible. So if you if you you remember that and, and it does and it and it says that thy brother hath ought against thee. So if somebody is mad with you and you and you know that. Before you give your gift, go and get it right with your brother. It says, first be reconciled to thy brother, and then come and offer thy gift. So when so when we talk about forgiveness, there are even rules to giving gifts in church. And you have not yet fixed things with your neighbor. I'm going to close here, uh, Tammy, with the first part of Luke 15. Um, if you don't have anything else, no, I'm good. I'm good. Great show. Great show. Okay. <laughs> um. In Luke 15, the first chapter, and, and this um, precedes the the second half of, uh, of the scripture, uh, which we've been talking about um, all morning. It says, Then drew near unto him all the publicans and sinners for to hear him. And the Pharisees and scribes murmured, saying, This man receiveth sinners and eateth with them. So they are mad. <laughs> Because here Jesus is talking to the sinners. So the hypocrites 
It's talking about how he receiveth sinners and eateth with them. And he spake this this parable unto them, saying, What man of you have a hundred sheep? If he lose one of them, doth not leave the ninety and nine in the wilderness and go after that one which is lost until he find it. So think back to the prodigal son. Yes, he had two sons, and yes, one was doing the right things. But he was so happy when that other one came back. And verse 5 says, And when he had found it, he laid it on his shoulders, rejoicing. See, that, that, that's why the, the, the brother couldn't understand. The brother, the the younger brother, was lost, but the father was so happy when he was found. And in verse six it says, "And when he cometh home, he calleth together his friends and neighbors, saying unto them, Rejoice with me, for I have found my sheep which was lost. I say unto you that likewise joy shall be in heaven over one sinner." That repented More than over 99 Just persons Which need no repentance So again Verse 7 He says likewise joy shall be in heaven Over one sinner that repented More than So again In our mind Think oh man you got A hundred people Ninety-nine of them are, are doing are, are doing well. They're doing the right thing. But the Bible says that the joy is greater over that one sinner who repents. Verse eight. It says, "Either what woman, having ten pieces of of silver." If she lose one piece, doth not light a candle and sweep the house and seek diligently till she find it. And when she hath found it, she calls her friends and her neighbors together, saying, Rejoice with me, for I have found the peace which I lost. Likewise, I say unto you, there is joy in the presence of the angels of God over one sinner that repented. So, to bring the story of the prodigal son home, think about the first half of Luke 15 and think about it in a way that it relates to you. Just like he mentioned about the the, the woman having 10 pieces of silver and losing that one piece and how she goes out of her way to find it. Is that not what you do? Think about your jewelry. How often have you lost your ring or your earring? No matter how many of them you have, if you know that you've lost one, you're going to find it. 
We have torn through trash bags looking for things that we've lost. As human beings, we've done that. We have searched for hours because we lost an important piece of paper. Because we've lost documents. Because we can't find our shoes. Because we can't find our keys. Doesn't matter that we have a spare. We want the original. And when we find it, how refreshed are we to find that thing we lost? God feels the same way about us. Yes, there are people doing the right things. Yes, there are people living the right way. But the Bible says that there is more joy when someone who has not been living the right way decides to make a change. So, in conclusion, it's time for you to come to your senses. Is it time for you to go back to your father's house? Is it time for you to return to your father? That that That's the main thing, because don't get it confused. Because I don't want anyone leaving today thinking, Oh, I need to get back in church. That that's not what we're talking about. If if that's what you decide, that is totally fine. <clears throat> but don't don't get it confused. Do you need to go back to God? Do you need to humble yourself? Do you need to say, "Hey, you know what? I messed up." But I don't I don't have to live like this. There's a better spot for me. May not be where I was, but it's a there's a better spot for me. If I just return and say I'm sorry. Don't imprison yourself because of the decisions that you've made in the past. Don't try to think for God. Think for other people. Some of us need to go back to other people and get things right. Don't try to think for them. Sometimes we wrong people and we can no longer face them because we're thinking about what they are possibly thinking about and we can't think for other people. You know when, when you borrow money from somebody and because you can't pay them back when you said that you're going to pay them back, you just stay away from them. You avoid them. And sometimes the people are not even thinking about the fact that you owe them. They just want to know that you that you are okay. 
but we try to think for people. Don't do that. Because we hinder our blessings. The son would have never gotten the best robe <clears throat> if he had not returned home. They would have never killed the, the, the fatted calf if he hadn't returned home. He would have never gotten that ring on his finger if he had not returned home, or shoes on his feet if he had not returned home. They would have never had that, that celebration if he had not returned home. So many good things. And his father never made him a servant. Never made him one. But had he stayed where he was, he would have never learned the lessons that he did in forgiveness. Excuse me And redemption What's holding you back And lastly Don't be like the brother If you are that person Who is living A righteous life If you are the person who is living sin free If you are the person who's doing the right thing Don't be mad If you are the person who never Cheats Don't be mad when a, when a cheater decides not to cheat anymore Don't be mad let people be redeemed. Let people be forgiven. Let people live without being ashamed because of what they've done. Because remember, the same way you judge other people, God is going to judge you in the same manner. That is our time for this Sunday. We thank you guys for tuning in. We hope that you will come back tomorrow night for our regularly scheduled broadcast at 8 p.m. Central, 9 p.m. Eastern. The number is 818-691-7406. We know that tomorrow night is the national championship game for men's college basketball. But if I'm going to record it and watch it later, so can you. Have a hey, Rodney, what time does it come on? I just found out about that last night. So what time does it come on? <laughs> the game. What time does the game say, come on? It comes on the same time we come on. I want to say it comes on at 9, uh, 9 Eastern time. Okay. Okay. Um, so we hope to see you guys tomorrow night. Again, the number is 818 691 7406. Have a blessed Sunday. Moment I've been waiting on. And my soul is overflowing with anxieties and expectations. Full of desire. Oh.
just want me so bad. You know? And it just seems so real. It's right there. Just wanna reach out and touch it. For what all disappears. Sometimes it feels like everything is passing me by. Every now and then it's busy life. My ship has gone and sailed away. But I, I gotta be strong. Gotta hold on. It won't be too long.